Well, he is risen, and you all say he's risen indeed. Happy Easter again. Uh, Have you ever wondered why Easter is the most celebrated Christian event? Uh, After singing those songs, you probably don't have to guess too much why it is, even more so than Christmas. But for some of you that maybe don't have a lot of church background, we know a lot of people are watching that maybe don't go to church and uh, maybe grew up with some, um, some traditions or maybe you grew up going to church on Easter or Christmas and maybe it feels like a tradition. But I wanna let you know that there's something so much more significant than just um, a man who died on the cross and the claims that he rose from the grave. But, but I want to start at this place. No one denies that Jesus actually lived. World religions would agree that Jesus walked the earth and they would say he was a prophet of God. But the difference between what they say is we have to go back to what Jesus, what he said about who he is. Jesus said he is the son of God. Actually, he was crucified for that. Jesus said he's the Messiah. Jesus said he's the one who forgives sins and they're no longer held against us. Jesus said that he is the one that gives us access to God and to heaven. Jesus said he's the savior of the world. Today, this world needs a savior, does it not? In a time of coronavirus pandemic, and we hopefully that we've blunted that curve and we're hoping that this is behind us. But the interesting thing about this time is that actually 93% of the world's population is under some kind of travel restriction this Easter. That's from Forbes magazine. Or this one, one third of the world is observing some sort of quarantine from the World Health Organization. Interesting times that we live in. And I don't know about you, but it has made me think about where do I stand in my faith? Today, that's what I'm going to be talking about. Why what you believe matters. Why what you believe matters. So my question for you is belief or faith is another way of saying belief. They're both, it's really the the same coin, but two different sides of it, belief and faith. But I have a question for you. Where do you place your faith? Science, technology, or Jesus? It is now, let me see what time it is, 10.32. You'll have gotten a push notification two minutes ago that asks you those questions. Actually, I put one more in there. Um, One would be uh, media. Where do you place your faith? Or there's another question there. Where do you go to find answers? So if you didn't, if you missed that push notification, you got to go to your notification inbox on the Grace Capital Church app, and you can take that quick little survey. It will take you 15 seconds, and I'll publish those results on the Grace Capital Church Facebook page later today. But during this COVID-19 time, you had to wonder where do you go for answers, right? Do you go to the news outlets? Do you go to what the scientists are saying? Do you go to, um, you know, the technology, you know, that that the technology is doing all of these uh, models for us? And are we putting our faith and trust in those things? 
And how much do we spend attention going there or do we put our faith and trust to Jesus? It's interesting, whenever you have these pandemic type of things, right? Anytime there's a global shaking, everybody asks that question, or a lot of people do, you know, what's next, what's gonna happen? And they turn, a lot of people turn to faith. Remember 9-11. It was interesting, um, I had a picture somebody sent me of a Walmart a couple of weeks ago, this, the, the aisle that um, normally would have Bibles in it, books and Bibles, it was cleared out. The shelves were empty. You thought it was a toilet paper aisle. It wasn't. It was the Bible aisle. So people are more open and turning there because some are wanting answers. Is this the end of the earth? Is this the end of the world? And we've had many pandemics over the thousands of years that we've been here, but I, I want to assure you this, that the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, will be coming back to this earth again someday. But during this time of, of pandemic, it makes us begin to think of where, where do we put our trust? Where do we put our faith? And I'm not saying our faith in science or technology is bad by any means. But, but I would say this, your faith will determine the outcome of your life. Your faith will determine the outcome of your life. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Also, there's another great reason to be on your phone in the Grace Capital Church app. There is a Bible portion right there for you. I'd meant to say turn there right at the beginning of this message because this is so important. In Hebrews chapter 11, and you'll see this on your screen, it says this. Now, faith is the substance or assurance some translations have of things hoped for and the evidence or the conviction of things not seen. I was thinking about this because faith seems so elusive. It seems like you're grabbing air, right? What do I have faith in? And then you're like grabbing and, and times like this is kind of like it makes me, even as a follower of Jesus, it makes me really come to a place of saying, well, what's real? Where do I put my trust? Where do I turn to find answers? But then, then I, I can imagine people who haven't had an encounter with Jesus, they're saying, but I don't see Jesus, right? And, and here's that's what faith is. Faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence or conviction of things not seen. So it is like, it's not seen, but you have, there's something that gives evidence to it. And there's something of substance, some, something like it's tangible. Faith can be tangible. So I want to give some hope for those of you who've been following Jesus for a long time. You know what I'm talking about. Your life has been transformed. Any turn to your person if you're watching this with somebody. If you're by yourself, you can do an air high five. Turn next to the person and said, high five, you know, not say high five, give him a high five and tell him that Jesus has changed my life. Now, for those of you who don't know Jesus yet and know Jesus in a tangible way, you're gonna have to come to a conclusion at some point in your life of saying, what do I believe in? What, is, what do I have faith in? Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit. You know, we talked about um, faith 
So where do you have faith? Well, you have faith when you were a child. You had faith that mom and dad would would love you, right? Now, love is not tangible. You, you can't put your hands around love, but there's something that is evidence to it. So when mom and dad fed you and put you to bed and bathed you, you, you gained to feel this love, and then you had faith that mom and dad loved you. But love in itself, you can't see love, can you? But you had faith for that. So as you got a little bit older, you began to have faith in science, Right? So you realize that the apple still falls, right? When it falls off the tree, that's called gravity. And so you begin to start seeing, hey, I trip and I fall. I don't float, right? Ouch, that hurts. You're realizing that gravity, science, you begin to have faith in those things. So then when you get a little bit older and and you start using technology and you, you look at technology, you understand it, you realize that technology can improve your life. And it actually is, technology today is is actually makes more calculations than the human brain. And so, but can you see, can you see all those calculations? No, you can't. Just like you can't see gravity, but yet you know it's there. This is what faith is. Evidence or conviction of things not seen the billions of calculations that take place. You see the result of it, but you don't see the billions of calculations. But you believe it. But then it comes to Jesus, and that's why it makes me inquisitive for sometimes people who don't understand or don't believe in Jesus. One, we know historically he walked the earth. He had all these claims of saying who he was. He died on the cross for us three days later. Now, this is where it gets tricky for some people. They're saying, actually, well, Jesus really didn't come back alive. Well, tell that to Jesus' disciples. Tell that to the two Marys. Tell it to the 500 people that saw Jesus in his resurrected body and then wrote about it. So you're saying, okay, I get it. Well, that's easy to believe in Jesus for those people because they actually saw him. But then would it be faith? Now, faith is the substance or the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence or the conviction of things not seen. Well, Jesus said he is the resurrection and the life. You'll see that on your screen. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he dies, yet shall live. Okay, COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know if you've had the thought in your mind, if you had any vision, did you play out a scenario where this got extremely bad and that somehow your life might be in jeopardy? Well then, when it comes to those things, where do you put your faith? Do you put it in it like, I hope there's a vaccine? Because guess what? There probably will be a vaccine at some point in time. Um, and, and will that give you a sense of peace and comfort? By the way, there's probably going to be a technology that's developed, or actually already is technology developed, that allows us to buy and sell without using cash. And cash can be dirty, right? Money can be dirty. Does that give you a sense of peace and comfort? Or 
Is Jesus the only one who gives you the assurance of eternal life? Because guess what? You can believe in science, and if you believe in science, we all know that at some point in time, we're going to die, right? We are going, this, this body will decay, we will die. My question is, what's next? If you only have faith in science, you have to ask that question at some point, what's next? Remember we said, your faith will determine the outcome of your life. What you believe in is actually where you'll, you'll go to. It will be the outcome of your life. Okay, if you have faith in technology, guess what? Love technology. Technology, probably by the time I'm 90, I tell the kids I'm probably gonna live to 120. They said, Dad, we don't want you to live to 120. Now, they weren't saying that because I'm just like, they don't want me around longer. They just kind of imagined what I would look like at 120. But I, I'm saying, like, there's probably going to be technological advances that keep us around a whole lot longer. But at some point in time, that technology might extend your life, but what's after that? So you can have faith in science, you can have faith in technology, you can have faith in these different things, but what happens after this life here on earth? Well, Jesus told us he is the resurrection and the life. That's what he did when he conquered the grave on that first Easter. He basically said he has the ability to conquer death and he took care of all of our sin on the cross, giving us the assurance of everlasting life. That's good news, isn't it? So as we move along this Easter Sunday of understanding that Jesus is the one who gives us everlasting life. Our faith needs to be in Jesus. Now, those of you who are watching who call Grace Capital Church, like they're saying, we know this. I know you know this, but I would ask if you are living in such a way that, um, that Jesus is the Lord of your life. So we're praying like never before to have the coronavirus behind us. Right? But my question is, what if it doesn't get behind us? We're praying that life will return to normal, but what if life doesn't return to normal? So we're grateful for science, we're grateful for technology, but they have limitations. They cannot promise eternal life. And I'm asking every single one. I've been so disturbed on the inside. Disturbed is probably not the right word. Convicted. Um, stirred on the inside. To realize that when I talk to people and realize that they don't know who Jesus is, oh, my heart breaks because in this world, yes, we'll have troubles, but there's another world to come. And that we are eternal beings ready to live in an eternal place. And I would just want everybody to live with Jesus in heaven. I know no other way than that Jesus is the way. This Easter, I want you to decide to make Jesus the Lord of your life every day for the rest of your life. I think sometimes even 
for us, I've been a follower of Jesus when I, ever since I was, well, I grew up in the church, but I didn't really ask Jesus into my life until my early 20s. I was, I was not the nicest kid, obviously. I, I was, my kids are tired of me telling my story on that, but I'll just tell you, I mean, he wasn't the Lord of my life. I lied, I stole, I had relationships that were, were not integrous with my girlfriends. And did I say girlfriends? Plural. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, well, yes. So, but Jesus was always after me. He was always there waiting for me to open up my life, my heart to him to say, Jesus, you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. And maybe you made a decision when you were young and maybe you just kind of like got in the habit of going to church, doing the right thing, maybe even just the habit of praying or reading the Bible, but do you have a relationship with Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? My concern and my heart and my stirring is where you put your faith will determine the outcome of your life. There's a lot of things you can put your faith in. Put your faith in your family. Put your faith in your job. Put your faith in your retirement account. Put your faith in, I just picked some highlights of things that we put our faith in, right? As if something that, that's going to save us. Science will save us from the coronavirus. Technology will save us from a chaotic world, an economy that's shaking. There will be another savior that comes up with a global solution by the way, I would encourage you, watch out for that savior of the world. <laughs> There's such a thing called the Antichrist. Meaning somebody who emerges from this world to bring the ultimate savior. And I, I just want to let you know that Jesus is the savior of the world. This Easter, this Easter, we celebrate Jesus who died on the cross for our sin, who overcame death and rose again three days later. See, this is your assurance. You see, when I opened my life up to Jesus in my early 20s, that verse about faith became real. Faith is the assurance and the substance of things hoped for. See, I hoped for inner peace. I hoped for not carrying, away, carrying around the weight of my sin for all the mistakes I've done. I, I had hoped for so much, but it wasn't until I actually received Jesus in my life, said, Jesus, I want you the Lord of my life, acknowledged my sin, acknowledged his work on the cross that, that I didn't experience everything I'd hoped for until I asked him into my life. But, but the interesting thing about that, I did, then all of a sudden it became substance. It became real. And I, you couldn't convince me out of it. You couldn't convince me that Jesus didn't exist because 
My life was changed. My life was changed. John 3.16, you might know this by at a sporting event, people holding up those songs, those signs. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, and that's a whoever, every single person watching this, whoever believes in him will not perish. In other words, don't die. they won't die, but have everlasting life, everlasting life. Oh, on this Easter Sunday, this resurrection day, we come to a place of saying yes to Jesus. And I think for us, maybe you've been a follower of Jesus 40 years, 50 years. Maybe you're just a, a kid um, watching this with your parents. Maybe you're a teenager and, and you're kind of been like, I've gone through the motions. My mom and dad know Jesus, but today can be your day to accept Jesus in your life. Would you take a moment to pray with me this morning? On this resurrection day, where a world seems dark, chaotic, out of control, Jesus, you are our rock, you're our foundation, you're our hope. Jesus, you are salvation. No other person can save us but you, Jesus. You are the Son of God. You are the one who conquered death. You are the one who rose from the grave. You are the one that gives us the assurance of heaven and salvation. So Lord, right now, Lord Jesus, I pray whoever is watching here today and saying, I've never given my life to Jesus before or I have never made him the Lord of my life. I've gone, done a lot of religious things. Would you just in this moment whisper this? Jesus, I receive you into my life. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent, which means I, I turn the other way. I'm not going to stay, keep doing what I've been doing because it's left me lost, empty, hopeless. Jesus, I turn to you and I give my life to you. Thank you for saving me today. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to let you know that we are so glad that we can celebrate Jesus together on this Easter Sunday. Even though we're not together, we're in each other's homes. Well, we're in, each, in our own homes. I'm not in my own home. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. To celebrate Jesus. We'll get through the coronavirus. But what I'm more concerned about the coronavirus is I'm, I'm concerned about your heart and your eternity. 
Because where you put your faith will determine the outcome of your life. And I want to see every single one of you in heaven. I want to see every single one of you living with joy and peace in your life today because you made the decision to follow Jesus. For the rest of you who've already given your life to Jesus, celebrate him today because he is our risen Savior, our Lord of Lords, and our King of Kings. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching. Thank you.